He was a signer of the Declaration of Independence. He hated slavery and considered blacks and whites to be both created by God. And he was murdered. Today on Abbreviated Bios, we are going to look at George Wythe, the first law professor in America. Hi, I'm Stephen Yoder. George Wythe was born in 1726 on his father's plantation in Elizabeth City County, Virginia. His parents were Thomas Wythe and Margaret Walker Wythe. We do not know his actual date of birth. George's father died when he was only three years old. This left it up to Margaret to raise him. Now, Margaret, his mother, was highly educated for the time, and she taught George, including Latin and Greek fundamentals. Wythe briefly attended the College of William and Mary. He studied law under Stephen Dewey, and he passed the bar at the age of 20. He originally practiced law with John Lewis in Spotsylvania County, Virginia. In December of 1747, George married Lewis's sister, Anne, but she died sadly the next year. His brother Thomas died in 1755, leaving him the family plantation in Chesterville. That same year, he married Elizabeth Taliaferro. Their only child died in infancy. George Wythe entered politics when he was elected to the House of Burgesses in 1758. He served there until 1768 when he became the mayor of Williamsburg. He then became the clerk at the House of Burgesses from 1769 to 1775, the cusp of the revolution. During the Stamp Act crisis of 1765, Wythe was given the job by the House of Burgesses to write the legislature's response to the act. George wrote such a severe response that the House of Burgesses softened it in fear of Parliament's response. Wythe met Thomas Jefferson during the 1760s and greatly influenced his views on the law and government. Jefferson later called Wythe my second father, my faithful and beloved mentor in youth, and my most affectionate friend through life. Wythe was elected to the Continental Congress and served during 1776. He voted for and signed the Declaration of Independence. In Congress, he suggested that America could become a separate and equal nation within the British Empire, which later occurred with Canada and Australia. Wythe and Richard Henry Lee insisted that Congress hold the king, not Parliament, accountable for the problems in America, which is what Jefferson did in the Declaration. That same year of 1776, George helped design the seal of the state of Virginia. With Jefferson and Edmund Pendleton, he revised the laws of Virginia to fit more with being part of the new republic. They sent 126 bills to the assembly, and most were adopted by 1785. When Jefferson became governor in 1779, he appointed Wythe as law professor at the College of William and Mary. Thus, Wythe became the first professor of law in America. He and his wife boarded some students and even started a private school for the instruction of a few young men. One of the last to uh, have this privilege was Henry Clay. During the same period of time, Wythe was also chancellor of the Virginia judicial system. As a judge, he decided cases that prefigured much of the jurisprudence that would come later on. In the case Commonwealth versus Caton in 1782, Wythe promoted the theory of judicial review that the courts could review laws passed by the legislature to determine if they fit the Constitution. 
This is America's unique contribution to judicial theory. Wythe was also ahead of the curve on the issue of slavery. For most of his life, he owned slaves, but he opposed the institution both privately and publicly. His lectures at William and Mary influenced some of his students to oppose slavery. Prior to 1782, it was illegal to free your slaves in Virginia, but in that year, the act to authorize manumission of slaves became law. In 1783, under the personal property tax, Wythe had to declare that he had 14 slaves. By 1788, he was down to three. He freed those last three slaves that year, including Lydia Broadnax, his cook. One student of his, William Mumford, wrote to a friend in 1791, Would you believe it, that he has begun to teach Jimmy, his servant, to write? As chancellor, he made legal arguments for the freedom of slaves. Wythe ruled in the 1799 Pleasance case that a will freeing slaves was valid that freed over 800 slaves. He stated that the Manumission Act could be applied retroactively since Pleasance had died in 1771 before the act. He explained that the request for freedom was a restitution of a right of which they could not have been deprived without violation of equitable constitutional principles. In the 1806 Hudgens case, some slaves claimed freedom because they were of Indian descent. Wythe found them to be free, but went much farther. He declared that under Virginia law, all people were presumed free because freedom came from a natural right. He stated the burden of proof should be on the slave owner, since freedom is the birthright of every human being, as shown in the first article of the Virginia Declaration of Rights. Needless to say, the Court of Appeals rejected much of his reasoning while affirming his ruling. In his will, Wythe left a portion of his estate to freed slaves William Brown and Liddy Broadmax, while leaving the bulk of his estate to George Sweeney. This will had a provision that if either Brown or Broadnax died before inheriting, their share would go to Sweeney. Sweeney was a heavy drinker and saddled with gambling debts. He decided to get his inheritance early. Michael Brown, whom Wythe was tutoring and Liddy Broadnax, lived with and took care of the elderly Wythe. Sweeney, Sweeney added arsenic to their coffee pot. The three others drank from it. Brown died first. Broadnax survived but was never healthy again. Wythe exclaimed, I am murdered, but lingered many months. In that time, he was able to change his will, disinheriting Sweeney and giving his share to other relatives. George Wythe died on June 8, 1806, and was buried in Richmond at St. John's Church. Sweeney was put on trial for murder, but acquitted for lack of evidence. The only witness was Lydia Broadnax, but the testimony of blacks was not admissible in Virginia courts at that time. At least he didn't inherit anything. Another item in Wythe's will was to bequeath his library to Thomas Jefferson, who was president at the time. George Wythe was a hugely influential lawyer who trained such people as Thomas Jefferson, James Monroe, John Marshall, St. George Tucker, and Henry Clay, and he was a signer of the Declaration of Independence. George Wythe was far ahead of the rest of the South on race relations. At the time of his death, Wythe appears to have been the only Southern antebellum founder to believe in the full humanity of the black race and the only judge to attempt to undermine slavery. 
Thank you for listening and watching Abbreviated Bios. Please subscribe if you enjoyed this type of program.